Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome to another episode of the Downswing at Golf Podcast, presented by Ford Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and with me, as always, is a guy trying to throw me off my game. It's Nick of the Stick. Nick, how are you doing this fine evening? Awesome. Better better than you, I guess, in the, in the first three takes. But, yeah, it took, uh, took me a couple takes here to get that intro right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a rough no. one. Doing great. Had a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, yeah, got out to play at least once. Um, could have been more, but, uh, you know, family comes first. And, uh, yeah, had some fun. How about you? How was your 4th? you get out and play? Yeah, I uh, got out and played around, and then um, I, I played 27 holes. Um, so it was Me too. It was neat. Um but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it. I've had better, I've had better rounds, for sure, and and we'll we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But uh, it was a good weekend, July Fourth holiday weekend. It's always nice. Definitely spent some time grilling out. It's been it's been hot out. It's been like ninety degrees, you know, and that's hot for up here in the Midwest and with the humidity. Um, and we haven't had a whole lot of rain, so. But uh, not, I mean, we're getting thunderstorms now, at least I am. <laughs> so that's much needed. But it's been a couple of weeks of, of not a whole lot of rain. So the ground has been kind of kind of brown, kind of dry. Um, but yeah, it's been good, though. So yeah. So I guess uh, we need to talk about the results from this past weekend. We sure do. Because one of us finally picked a winner. And it's not the guy talking right now. Nick nope. Nick got the winning pick, his his big dog pick of Bryson DeChambeau, Woo. who uh, destroyed the golf course with his muscles and his protein shakes and his <laughs> driving prowess. Yeah. Brought the course to his knees. Holy man. Did he ever. Seems like everyone's talking about, you know, how he's going to change the game. I still think it's a little early in my own opinion, but uh, it's definitely exciting to the possibilities of what he's doing and what he can continue to do. You know, they've always, you talked about the long drive, if if a long drive champion could learn how to putt, you know, how, what it would do. And so this guy did it the other way, you know, he learned how to play, you know, national champion, amateur champion, and then he got large and in charge <laughs> then he yeah. then he bulked up yeah it's interesting i mean yeah if you can hit it 350 i mean you having wedges and nine irons and everything yeah i mean this kind of this kind of reminds me i'm not saying it's equal to but it kind of reminds me of the you know uh, of tiger's sir john sue the pga tour where he was kind of just leaving everyone in the dust um driving it so far where everyone else you know this is back in the day before the pro v1 you know and everything and um 
kind of the new balls and and he was just he was just tossing it out there where he was having wedges into these yeah. these holes and and everyone's else is hitting mid irons or long irons maybe even yeah. um and it helped him dominate and and it's almost kind of a flashback here with Bryson now with that said it's not like nobody else is driving it far I mean, I mean Matthew Wolf was driving it just as far on some holes as well yeah you know there's a lot of there's a lot of long drivers but but definitely Bryson has taken it a little bit to a, a little bit larger level yeah, he had, the, he had the biggest average. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Wolf had a good week. I mean, yeah, like we talked about last week, this is a kind of a more of an open course compared to the first three weeks of the season or whatever, where it was a little bit more strategic, and this was more of a bomber's course. Yeah, like like it didn't like long driving really wasn't punished all that much. Like the only time Bryson I think lost the ball was when he was chipping out or trying to chip out on the fairway on you know back nine on sunday and he just ran it through the firm fairway and into the hazard like his, yeah. his drives themselves weren't really affected so he could just he could just say i'm gonna unleash it wherever it goes you know wherever it goes i'll be fine yeah you're clear for takeoff <laughs> yeah it was uh it was it was a spectacle for sure yeah i can't wait to see you know how this one event, you know, I mean, honestly, one event to me validates or would validate to me, and I could see how it would validate to him that what he's been doing is working. I mean, he's, he, I love the idea that he took his, his mindset and like, even, you know, he was, he just does it differently and he doesn't give a shit whatever, what anyone else thinks. And he just, and then he's proven it, you know, to me, again, one tournament is validation. If you can win on the PGA tour doing anything differently, I think it, it means it worked. Yeah. It's not even, let's be clear. It's not even just one event. He's been the most consistent golfer since the return of <laughs> golf. He's been in contention for the four straight weeks. Yes. Now the restart. It, I mean, it's, He's kind of been a little unlucky not to have won before this past week. He could, he could have easily had two, maybe even three wins so far. Yes. He was in the final few groups on Sunday. Yeah. So so something is, you know, it's obviously working for him. And he yeah. definitely he definitely was a smart pick for you. Yeah, it won't be the last time I pick him. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, like everybody and their mothers was picking him this past week. And and well, but they picked him the week before and the week before. The yeah, week before. true. This was the first week I picked him. <laughs> no, I, I mean, know. And also, I mean, and in my defense too, won, I I would have picked him as well this week if you hadn't have picked him first. So I well, feel. I mean, I mean, I'm still giving you the victory here. You know, I still owe you ten push-ups, but yeah. I just want to I just want to put it out there. If you remember from last week. You know, he was going to be my pick as well. So, I mean, in other parallel universes, you know, this this podcast, but then these two I hosts, won, I won. Somebody would have won. I won the random person selector, and I got to pick first. Otherwise, no, I know, no, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm not trying to take anything you away were from you. I'm just I'm just trying to give myself a little bit of validation as well here because I after four weeks of not picking a winner I feel like I need a little bit of validation here. 
Yeah. No, and I, I'll have to listen to the playback, but I want to say um, that you, right when I picked him, you were like, oh, and like yeah. there, there was a sense in your voice that like you were going to pick him. I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm saying. I, but yeah, well, definitely well, you get the victory here. You picked him. And if, and, if, and if you remember, I mean, to be fair, it was my uh, camp out logic with um, the the old school switcheroo, pick a number one through ten, you pick two, and I said, okay, I'll go. That's true. Yeah, well, I, he, he didn't disclose what number it was. <laughs> like, for all we know, you would have been cheating. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. It's in the past. I already but. acknowledge you have won. But in in either case, uh, Bryson got this podcast and many other experts' picks correct. Yeah, he's changing the odds. I was reading today part of an article talking about like Vegas. You know the way Vegas is going to pick predict him here in a few weeks at the PGA. And you know, go yeah. forward. Uh, go forward. I mean, he's he fucking. I mean, he's changed. He's changed himself. And I mean, they. I mean, it seems like he's on a path to change the game. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's been the most consistent golfer, and he's definitely the favorite. You know, kind of going into you know in the shortened season, kind of going into the majors. But it'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, he's he's going to be off this upcoming week, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does with a little bit more stacked field. Not saying there wasn't like big names or good golfers in this past tournament, um, and and Bryson Bryson definitely he still scored. You know he was what twenty three under par. So like even with big names, like that's still a pretty darn good score. Um, Four rounds of golf is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, but but it'll be interesting to see you know if he can you know win it with with maybe more guys breathing down his neck, I guess. Is what and I'm he still doesn't have a major when we get to the major week. Um, you know, that adds another level of pressure. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, to be the best, you gotta beat the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so write that down. <laughs> totally new saying. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what were our other picks here? How'd Bubba do? That was your number yeah. one. <laughs> he was my big dog pick, and he was my only pick, I believe, uh, that missed the cut. Well, of, of the guys I picked to possibly win. Um, well, he, he, I think, what, was what, two under? Oh. This past week? I think he was two under, missed the cut. Um, he did not. He did not really help me out. I w- yeah, I wasn't understanding what you were saying. I thought you meant like your o- you meant your only pick of any of the picks for this week that missed the cut. Um, and I, for some reason in my head, I thought you were going like in the direction that it was your only time you picked a big dog that didn't make the no, cut. No, no, no. I've had a lot of luck picking guys not making the cut. <laughs> it's been kind <laughs> of a theme for me so far. You're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, Bubba didn't. But we didn't play well, so yeah, your big dog pick obviously beat my big dog pick by quite a quite a margin. Yeah, and then our uh, our long shot picks, who are they? Pat Perret and Troy Troy stay and play 
Clay Merritt. Troy Merritt, the uh, apparently Ooh. my lookalike, uh, was a pretty good pick. Yeah, did pretty well. <laughs> Real well. And to be to be fair though, gotta give credit to you because I would not have picked him if you would have not brought him up. Um, so, I mean, I'm still taking the victory here, but just just yeah. a little shout out. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, I'm, I we'll see if you even keep an eye on him going forward. I might. Yeah, uh, we got we got a. I, I think we need one or two other opinions of, you know, do is it is it up or down on the um, doppelganger effect? Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to because uh, you're biased. I mean, uh, and I'm only one man. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll put something out on a social media. But um, vote. Yeah, it's yay or nay. There's there's no neutral. Yeah. Well, right. Well. Yeah, I don't want too many neutral. <laughs> no, there will be no neutrals here. Right. Yes or no. And then backup picks. Who do we have? You had Stephen Stricker, I had the Wisconsin boy, Steve Stricker. I say go Wisconsin. Go Wisconsin. On Wisconsin all the time. Yep. Go go pack go. I was I was happy to see he made the cut at least. Had a decent yeah. first round and kind of slowed down after that, but not too not too unpleased with his play. I mean, you know, making the cut at fifty whatever years old. How how old is Steven? I mean, he's yeah, he's fifty. He can play on the the Champions Tour. I think he just yeah. turned fifty, like last uh, year, three years ago, technically. Yeah, February twenty third. He he turned fifty three. Well, he's a young fifty three. Doesn't look a day over fifty one. <laughs> Uh, but that age, you know, father time, undefeated. Um, right. To, to come out and play with the uh, big boys and and make the cut. I mean, yeah, what did he finish at? Plus four, I thought I had him at. I, I think so. Yeah. It's... Yeah, like I say, he kind of slowed down after that first round a bit. But, um, but he did enough to make the cut, get some money. That's really all he's doing. Right, I'm, I'm Sorry. My bad, Steve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't play. You know, his last round was plus four. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play a whole lot of tour events anymore. He's got a pretty light schedule with his with his age. So when he plays, he's more more or less just trying to and kind of get some money. You know. Yeah, and irregardless, I mean, he's captain of the Ryder Cup this year, so I didn't oh, think. Yeah. That- I didn't think that was going to be a big year. I mean, I thought he was going to put a lot of focus and time and attention into that. So, well, speak, speaking of the Ryder Cup, that's uh, getting moved. Clay, <laughs> right. yeah, Nick's flipping the table over here. <laughs> um, Nick was planning on going this year, but obviously with the pandemic, uh, they're looking at pushing it back to twenty twenty one. I don't think it's necessarily official yet, but it's uh, it certainly looks like it's going to be the case. There's reports coming out that that's gonna yeah happen. seems like, it. but 
Yeah, this uh, this upcoming uh, tournament, well, the the Memorial Tournament was supposed to be the first with fans in attendance, but they're not doing that. Uh, I think they're pushing fans back until the end of end of July here at the earliest. So delays delays happening with the return of fans. Although we're still hearing, you know, some localized some groups, some fans who live near the courses, still kind of giving us some some audio during tournaments. There was a mashed potatoes yelled this past tournament when Bryson un- unleashed his drive. I think that was a first since the return of of golf that we heard ha- that saying it yeah that's yeah, how I, I, i've honestly i honestly haven't missed the fans at all i mean <laughs> like i don't i i i miss them i miss them with the the like the big putts on sunday like down the stretch you know the good the good shots the the big birdie putts um like I think Bryson drained like a, a really long birdie putt. I don't know if it was on 16th or 17th hole or whatever that like fans would have gone pretty nuts with. Like that's that's the yeah. thing I really kind of miss. Other How than they, that, yeah, adrenaline and the energy. Yeah, the announcers can you know pan around the the stadium seating and just you know call the the moment into what it is. Yeah, like I mean, you picture you picture like all of like Tiger Woods fist pumps, right? If they're just happening in the va- vacuum, you know, no fans, like yeah, they're still kind of cool, but like there's an extra level. His caddy would be clapping. Oh yeah, hard. and they would miss the high five for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> golfers oh. for some reason cannot get high fives. Uh huh. It's a struggle. Hand-eye coordination is good enough for a ball, but not a hand. Uh-huh. Hey, the dude can putt. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, I mean, Bryson had a pretty kind of a, a reaction there that probably would have been cooler with uh, a lot of fans, you know, there as well. But Yeah. So. And then who was our, um, our, last, our last place pick? I think that's the last one we have here. The big trunk slammer? Yeah. I had what? Ryan Brem, I believe. You sure in the heck did. He he went under par. He shot minus two. Even Brem had his day in the Michigan Sun. Um, yeah. He missed the cut, though. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. at least I kind of got that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And then James Nicholas um, shot even par yeah. uh, to beat your Bram by losing more and yeah. not, not playing as well. So I win that one. Biggest loser. As well. So it looks like I owe 10, you owe 20. Cause we didn't tiebreaker play was not in, in play this week. So Kistner yeah. and Stricker sat on the bench. Yeah. Accordingly. Yeah. Um, but Donnie, just for, just for education, Donnie Trosper shot a, fan favorite plus 11 and slammed his trunk the loudest well there's always next week for him i don't know about maybe, that maybe not <laughs> well, <laughs> well maybe maybe not on the tour <laughs> somewhere somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> just for those keeping yeah. track so 
All right. Well, let's. Um, you said you. I mean, got twenty-seven in this weekend. Yeah. Speaking of plus eleven and slamming trunks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I mean, I did neither of those things. Um, I shot worse than plus eleven, and I did not slam a trunk um, because I'm a cool-headed. I'm a cool-headed guy. Um. Yeah, it was. I I played pretty poor this this week, um, and I, I want to attribute it to going to the range the night before and putting a whole bunch of swing thoughts into my head. Because <laughs> I I feel like I've I've struggled with weight transfer, and so I I kind of I I was doing this thing at the range that was actually working and has worked really well with with my wedges. Um, unfortunately, like it just wasn't translating to like the rest of my irons. So yeah. essentially, um, I left the version, huh? Is there a quick version of it or, uh, it's or... just a, it's just a, it's just a weight transfer. It's just kind of like a starting, starting yeah. your, your downswing, um, transferring your weight. And, and like I said, it, it it's worked well with my wedges. Um, I had some pretty good wedges at least, but everything beyond that was, was a struggle. It was a pain. Um, yeah. Actually, I mean, driving and wedges were fine. It was, it was everything in between. Um, I played a, I played a new course that, well, not a new course. I've played it before, but it's been a while, um, because I don't live close to it anymore. But it's a course I like. It's, I, I kind of described it last, I think I described it last week. It's kind of a an open course, uh, not a whole lot of trees. Just there's fescue. You know, it's kind of got that uh, almost kind of like Aaron Hills type of feel, um, type yep. of style to it. Not necessarily as grand as that, obviously, but um, there's a lot of elevated tee shots. Um, it's a, it's a nice course. I, I really do enjoy it. But I just I just it it was a struggle for me to to really oh, get Oakwood. No, no, no. That's that's the course I usually play. The the one I play, yeah, the Broadlands. Um, I like it. it. It's a it's a nice course. Uh, I walked it. It's a it's it's not an easy walk because of all the elevated tee boxes. Uh huh. But um. But yeah, walked it in ninety degree weather, humid weather. That was fun. Um. But yeah, I, uh, first the first nine were was just atrocious just absolutely atrocious i ended up shooting a uh, i lost i lost a couple balls on that front nine um i, I ended up shooting a 56 on that front nine it was, oh. it was bad uh and then back nine i shot a 44 okay so it got better um but that that front nine i was like i still had the thoughts from my my range session you know still kind of trying to you know use that move with my irons and it obviously was not working and then the back nine i kind of was like i'm i'm just gonna revert back to you know what i was doing before or whatever and so there's still work to be done um but yeah that was my first 18 not good and then uh, i played a little short nine hole par three course um saturday morning so july 4th independence day morning and uh, a course I hadn't been to, but I, I, I've known about. And it's a really nice par three course. Um, it's not like your typical kind of like flat Muni par three course. Yeah. You know, it's it's actually like, it looks, it feels like you're in the Shire, basically. 
Like it's got some really nice like undulation and and reminds you of kind of you know um, rolling you know rolling hills and stuff like that. It, it really it's a really nice course. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, and that that was a pretty decent round. I I could have I didn't really have I didn't really dial in yardages all that well. Um, so I had to I had to get up and down a lot, which I did. But um, nice. But yeah, that was that was neat. I'm definitely gonna go back to that course. It's a nice course to um, to kind of hit your wedges at, and you know, a nice short course, kind of dial in things like that. So, um, but yeah, that was that was my weekend. How about how about you? You said you played 27 as well. Yeah, I assume well, it was better than me. <laughs> a little, yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't my like my previous round. But hey, while I'm thinking of it. The drill I have for you is oh boy. for weight transfer is because it's been helping me a lot lately as well. Is so like either on the range or on the course. I mean, heck, I mean if you're if you're going to boycott the range for a little bit, I'm like, not going to boycott the range. I'm going to keep going to the range, but I need to stop going like right before I go and play around. I mean, that's good for a warm up. I mean, you got to get your body loose. Eh. Eh, eh. No, I I agree. And all the pros do it, so it'd be hard for me to say don't do it. All the pros no, do. I know, no, I know. Um, but I feel like at that point, if I'm going before like a round, and I and I I've, I've done that before. Um, but if I'm going before a round, it's not going to be a typical like I'm going to try new moves or try new You're things. Out, right? It's more just to kind of get warmed up. Yeah. So this drill. It's actually, you can do it, whether it's before a round or like while you're working on things, because it's just all about throwing your body out of its normal patterns. But, you know, just while you're right before you're about to hit first, you know, drop your left foot back four to six inches, you know, from from the line of parallel. So you're just taking your left foot, like address the ball like you're going to hit it and then drop your left foot back. Drop your front foot, front foot back. Yeah. Right. And then and then hit one. Um, and I'd say probably hit three to five so you can start to feel something, you know, whatever feels good. You don't need to hit like yeah. necessarily 20 or 30. Right. Yeah. But hit a few so you can see what your body's starting to do and then just do the opposite with your right foot because it'll make your body force it to adapt. I mean, that's kind of like a hook and a slice swing. Right. Yeah. But you're not changing your swing path. You're not changing... I mean, I'm li- I'm not even telling you to change your weight. You can you can try to keep 50 50 percent weight, but it's really going to challenge your balance and your weight transfer. So that's my challenge to you is okay. to remember to remember to try it and see what you think. I'll give it I'll give it a shot, and I'll let you know I'll let you know how it goes next week. Cool. So. For sure. I'll give you something to work on. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of things to work on, obviously. But you, uh, you, I assume, had a had a better week of golfing than I did. It was okay. To, it wasn't, to an extent. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, I felt like I struggled a little because I was coming out of a really good round. And then, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, was, I, I finally got a, a practice round at the Washington Country Club with my cousin um 
which, you know, so the, the round was fun. It was just kind of, it was almost like one of those rounds, like you're trying to have fun, but then you're playing with your cousin who wants to battle you. Oh, um, yeah. And, and he's decent. He can shoot. I mean, I think he actually shot like, I think he shot three over and I shot five over on the day. I mean, I just, I felt like I played awful. Um, you know, the course, Wasta Country Club is not particularly long. Right. Uh, the par five is unreachable. I was say from the back, the back tees, the tips there, it's like 6,300, right? It's closer to 67. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, so it's not, I don't know, it's not like stupid short or anything. I mean, you still got to hit some drivers, but I definitely want to go back and hit more three woods is my game plan. With him, him and I were kind of battling off the tee, and he's my younger cousin, so I didn't want to like let him Bryson DeChambeau me off. <laughs> and like, you know, oh, I'm just trying to work on the Zelich. Right. Like my yardages, and then so, and then we had a game with like his brother-in-law and his father-in-law, who, I mean, I love them. They're fun. I I just enjoy guys who enjoy the game. But we think we literally looked for balls on every single hole. So oh, yeah, I mean they they're they're definitely like thirty handicappers, like at least. So I mean. You're just you're always because if you don't keep an eye on their ball and help them, it's just going to slow the round down to a crawl because they're going to be walking in the woods for t- ten minutes every shot because right. they don't know they don't know how to like find their ball or like like get a marker off the tee to like okay my ball is in line with that right. they don't have any spatial awareness so it, I mean and they're going to run out of balls pretty quickly yeah. You know? It was, and then we had a, but we had a match with them. Like one of me, me and one of them, and then my cousin and one of, you know, his, my cousin and his father-in-law. So it was just, it was kind of a fun day. I got to work on a few shots, work on my par threes. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna try to build. I mean, I don't know. I'm always trying to build off things, but then also, you know, have a short memory. Um, you know, not dwell on any one round or anything and then and then league oh man league i played against a guy so i think i'm a one handicap in league because the back nine at indian head is pretty tough yeah right pretty tough or pretty tight tight nine yeah and so he he's like a nine so i had to give him a shot on every single hole except one and he had the round of his life he made three 30 footers oh boy two 15 20 footers and then, like, hit the flag stick on another, which the ball was screaming across the green and would have gone off the green in the water. And it hits the flag stick and stops one foot from the hole. <laughs> and, like, and so I had to give him eight shots, and we literally tied. Um, yeah. So I did not win a single hole. Um, a little frustrating. But, uh, again, it's just another day in the life. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm a, that was my only round this weekend. But, yeah, I got 27 in on one day last Thursday as well. Um, yeah, too much family fun, fireworks, food, and festivities this weekend for to throw in any too many Fs. <laughs> not, not enough Gs. Not enough Gs. Well, hopefully these upcoming weeks will offer some more Gs. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, really quick here, let's get our uh, picks in for the upcoming 
Workday Charity Open, uh, kind of a brand new tournament that they're doing this year because of the pandemic, fitting it in where the uh, the John Deere would normally play this week, but that got postponed to 2021. Um, so the tour is spending two straight weeks at Muirfield. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting um, to have. I mean, two two straight tournaments: the the Workday Charity Open and then the Memorial at the same golf course. Uh, you know, Jack Nicholas's course in Ohio there, and yeah, I mean they're they're planning on this week being a little bit easier of a setup, um, and then kind of because of this kind of uh, makeshift tournament that they're doing this week, and then next week. With, for the memorial, it's going to be supposedly set up a bit tougher. So it'll be interesting to see how these two weeks kind of play out, um, how how the course is kind of attacked. Um, but, yeah, for, for this week, obviously Bryson's not going to be playing. I think Matthew Wolf's not going to be playing. So um, those two guys who battled last week aren't going to be in here. Oh, no, Matthew Wolf is playing. My bad. Uh, so hey, I mean, there's a decent pick right there, maybe, but Bryson won't be won't be winning, that's for sure. But plenty of uh, big dogs to pick. You can pick Bubba again. I could, but after last week, I I got to go somewhere else. So, um, do you want to pick being the uh, being the winner from last week? Do you want to start it off with your big dog? I don't know. Pick a number one through ten. Oh my gosh. I'll pick a nine. Hey, you won. You oh, can wow. go first. Wow. Thanks, bud. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Xander. X-Man. The X-Man. He was playing well uh, before he kind of took a, a week break last week. So I, I'm going to have him kind of pick off or pick up where he left off. And uh, he's going to be my big dog pick for this week. El Bigo Doggo? Yeah. All right. Uh, Oh, man, I was just seeing, hey, this guy I grew up with playing with uh, a couple times, Kevin Stadler is playing. Oh, the Stad. The Walrus's kid, baby Walrus. Um, Man, I might have to go with him for my... uh, I was going to say, he can't be your big dog pick. I mean, he is kind of big, though. He could definitely be your big dog in a different sense of the word. Different. Different sense. But, um, yeah, who's your who's your big who's your big dog pick? Um, going John Rahm. John Rahm the Spaniard. Vive Spaniard. We got the X-Man versus the Rahm Man. Those are our big dog picks. All right. So for a dark horse, who do you got? Are you going to gonna go with the stab man? Is that your dark horse? Um, no. He's going to be my tiebreaker. tiebreaker. I'm going to go a little darker with Harold Varner III. Uh, he, was playing, he was playing pretty well before taking a break as well. It's a pretty uh, decent pick. 
for my dark horse, I am going to go with Max Oma. Ooh. I think uh, I think he's got a he's got a shot at this course. I think if he puts it together, he could surprise some people out there. Hopefully himself. Maybe, maybe himself. <laughs> but I feel like he's got he's got confidence in himself, so I don't think he would he would surprise himself. <laughs> so so big dog. Yep. I have my 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 tiebreaker it will I'll 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 do Kevin. Um the stad man? Yep. Kevin Stadler? Alright. Uh my tiebreaker is going to be uh you know what? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with uh Zach Johnson as my tiebreaker. This is a I mean this is a second shot course. A little bit, a little bit easier setup this week. He's a pretty darn good wedge player, so I feel pretty like, darn hey, good. he hasn't he hasn't really done well in a while, but hey, it only takes one, right? So I feel like uh, he's going to be my tiebreaker. So for big dog, I have Xander Shoffley for my uh, my long shot, my dark horse. I have Max Homa, and then my um, tiebreaker is Zach Johnson. Yep. Nick, you have John Rahm as your big dog. You have um I have already... Who? Sorry. HV3 is oh, my yeah. dark horse. Harold Varner the 3rd as your dark horse and then Kevin Stadler as your tiebreaker and then for the trunk slammer who do yeah, you Yeah, up the rear. Who do you got? Um I'm gonna go with Tom Hoggy. Tom Hoggy. Tom Hogue. Yeah. He looks particularly uh, like a trunk slammer from the moment. Hmm. All right. Never heard of him. That's the point. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Okay. Well, I am going to go with. <laughs> this is so hard. It, is, I, it really I, need, is. I need research on who's the worst. Well, also who who's the worst that you, that could play this week? Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, VJ. Sure. No, no, I'm going with VJ Singh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, He's getting older. He is. Hey, it, sometimes, you know, for the trunk slammer, sometimes you got to go big, you know? Yeah. Go for the the surprise. The JJ. So. You got it. All right. There it is. There it is. There are our picks. In stone. For sure. Will, will one of us win again? Will Nick go back-to-back weeks picking a champion we'll just have to wait and see thanks for listening to us everyone uh and until next time until next week keep it in play hit the stick we'll see you then peace Arno palmer is the master champion of 1960 expect
It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Yes, sir!